I'm Scott. This is Gavin. And I'm Fred. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 78 of the Majors Mess All podcast. You're listening to me, Gavin, and we've got Craig as well. Hey. And we haven't got Scott, um, and the reason for that is we were supposed to record yesterday, uh, today's Friday, and I couldn't, for whatever reason I couldn't do yesterday, so I actually cancelled it on Tuesday, and we tried to rearrange, and Scott just basically said, no, I can't do it. I'm not free. Um, so I, I said, okay, what about the weekend? He said, no, I'm not free the weekend either. I said, okay. I said, well, I can't push it too far into next week because I've got to get this edited for the episode. So he said, I'm free Monday. Craig wasn't free Monday. So the plan is to record this little bit now with Craig and then record again with Scott on Monday for a couple of minutes. But we have got an interview and the interview uh, was done by me and Scott. So Scott is on this episode. He's just not part of the intro. Um, who knows? He might he might show up. I don't know. He said to me yesterday, uh, no, not yesterday, the day before. He said um, I might be able to do Friday, uh, but I don't know yet. So I said okay. So as of right now, it's just me and Craig. Oh, he's got a tit. <laughs> Why is he a tit? He always fucks around. <laughs> he's never reliable. He's... Doesn't say what he's actually doing. Just says oh, I'm busy. So anyway. You are, you're sick of him? No, I don't say it's always the same. Oh, what you said, I'm just sick of him. <laughs> right, anyway, so we've got some stuff we want to talk about anyway to get through this. So first of all, we the interview that we've we've done is with a singer-songwriter called Daryl Purpose, who is genuinely one of my favourite singer-songwriters. This guy is amazing. I actually stumbled across him like almost two years ago on, on Twitter, and uh, we ended up following each other, and he's a really busy guy, so we we didn't get an interview with him straight away, obviously, and uh, eventually we did. And, I mean, just amazing to talk to him. You know, you, you listen to somebody's music, and it's just amazing that, like, you know, a chord can say something to you, and that's kind of what his music does, like, and his lyrics as well. But um, I, I just get so much out of listening to his stuff that to be able to talk to him about those tracks and about how he goes about writing songs was just amazing for me. And uh, something else that he's he's really well known for is he's a fantastic blackjack player and he's uh, he's one of the top eight blackjack players in the world. Um, so I actually don't know a lot about blackjack, but Scott does. So Scott spoke to him about that. I spoke to him about the music. It was a well-rounded interview and he's such a nice fella. So I'm really looking forward to uh, playing that one out for you. But uh, before we do that, before we get on to that, we're going to have a quick recap now and ask Craig what he's been up to. Craig, what have you been up to? Uh, yeah. Weekend. <laughs> weekend, that was gone. Working over the weekend. Uh, I haven't really done much to the house either uh, since the last podcast because uh, we've kind of done everything. Garden still, the, the back garden, front garden still needs to be cleaned up. Well, what's wrong yeah. with it? You know, like like tall grass. Yeah, it's not dead tall. It's like like fence length. Fence you know? length. <laughs> yeah, 
But it's not like a whole garden's covered in long grass. It's just at the bottom of the garden. Just a, just a, the, just a small patch of long grass needs to be cut down and just tidy it up a bit. Well, have you got a lawnmower? Yeah. Why don't you use it then? You can't use that for tall, like, really tall grass, can you? Well, how else are you supposed to do it with a fucking machete? How tall? No, how, fe- fucking hell. Fence-length grass. That's, like, up to your but, head, isn't you know, it? Like, you know, like a just a normal fence. It's not. It's not high. It's like basically like almost you can look over it. So, okay. So my mum, my mum and dad's. This is only only. This is only for you and me to understand. But my mum and dad's uh, little front garden. There, it's not even a garden, but the the front porch there. That a fence that high or higher than that. Basically, like like you and me, like head length. Jesus fucking Christ, mate! That's how long the grass is. No, it's just a little patch at the bottom. Everything else is fine. So it's like a little mini forest down the bottom. It's like the six foot little, tall. Little, little, little tiny mini forest, yeah. The Jesus. rest is just tall, just grass. Yeah, just fucking go in with the lawnmower, mate. But at, at the bottom of the of, of the garden, though, there's like uh, there's like rubble and uh, stone. So I think that needs to be cleared up first before I touch the grass and the weeds. Jesus Christ. I think we need to... And you're not going to like this, but... I think we need to do like a a segment on our YouTube page of uh, Craig's gardening, so you can take us into the garden, and and you can you can video it and say like this is what I've got to do today, and then you can do it and then moan about it later. The garden, well, I'm not going to be doing the garden for a while, so you have to wait on that. Right. Well, this conversation's going nowhere, so we're just going to go straight through to our interview now with Daryl Purpose, and we'll be back for more senseless drivel afterwards. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? This is Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, and you're listening to Major's Bass Hall. <laughs> Tonight we got an amazing musician whose music tells a story and soothes the soul. He's a great singer-songwriter. I'm talking about the one and only Daryl Purpose. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you. This is an honor for me, and the reason why I say that is because we talk to a lot of different musicians and, and actors and really interesting people, and we're not always, like, fans of their work. But you, I am, I am genuinely a fan of you, like, massively. Like, oh. I've been, especially, like, since, since I knew we were going to be speaking, like, I've been listening to your stuff nonstop. And, I, I, I mean, this is just, I, I've just got a big grin on my face because this is just so great to be able to talk to you. You're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and then once Gavin heard of you and and started really listening to the music, he's like, "Man, I got a guy you gotta listen to." And uh, honestly, man, if I'm having a bad day, I'll throw your uh, music on, listen to what you got to say because you got a message in every one of them. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you. I sure do uh, love it. I love playing music, writing songs, but mostly I love connecting with people through the songs. You know, it's a, it's a very much a, a, a collective experience. You know, it's, it's what happens when you play the song for somebody and they react uh, back to you, whether it's in a, you know, playing live in a room or through your CDs. Um, I love this way of communicating the song form. So what what is your like I mean I'm I'm a singer myself and I 
I do write some songs, but I'm, like, I'm not even nowhere close to as good as you. But what what is your like process for writing songs? Because you're a storyteller, so like you, the stories that you tell in your songs are, are amazing, and that's originally what hooked me in. Like, so what is your what is your process? Do you like is every thing that you write about from experience, or do you use your imagination a lot when you write? You know what I feel like. Um... I feel like I'm still trying to become a songwriter. I'm always trying to become a songwriter. I'm not sure I trust that I have something. And yet, you know, people react, so I keep doing it. And I figure someday, you know, I'm, someday I'm going to get really good at this. And my, my dream is to write a song that changes the world. And so that's what I'm going for. And so to start with, you pick something that means something to you. You know, you pick a subject or something that something that uh, uh, makes you uh, makes you cry or makes you smile, something that moves you, and then you see if you can convert that to the song form. You know, so that's that's how I start, and then I I do a lot of co-writing. I I write with other people, and I feel like that I learn a lot, and that brings a lot into uh, the process that wouldn't necessarily be there and gives me kind of a breadth, you know, of, of uh, a range that I might not have otherwise. Yeah, that makes it. So like when it comes to like the melodies and stuff, does that come after or do you, do you have like a melody in mind first and then write around the melody? Well, you know, I heard Paul Simon said the best songs, it all comes at once, you know, it just comes out. And I think that might be true, but it's only happened for me on maybe a couple of songs, you know, most of the time for me, the idea comes first and the music comes next and the words come afterwards. And sometimes the idea includes a refrain, you know, like on my song, Race the Wind. That's, I was my, gonna... favorite. that's my favorite song, by the way. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. I, that's one of my favorites, too, and um, one of the ones I'm, I'm most proud of. And it was written about a great, a legendary runner from Colorado named Melody Fairchild. She still coaches up here, but as a high school runner, uh, she set records that w were not broken for 20 years. And she's just a fantastic person with a fantastic spirit and uh, a great teacher. I consider her my teacher. And I had it in my head that I was going to write a song about her. And all I knew for a couple of years, really, all I knew is that the first line it's going to be, they say you've won some races, but that's not the best thing about you. And I knew that would be the first line, and I knew it would be the last line. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and I walked around with that for like two years. I told people about it. Walked around with it for two years. And, you know, what happens is you get, uh, you know, something practical, you know, is usually what motivates me to finally just do it. And I had an album, and I needed songs. So I decided... Mm -hmm. This was one I really wanted to write, and I sat down and wrote it. That that track in particular for me is like, I mean, it, it can be interpreted so many different ways. Like, it's very metaphorical, and like, I listened to it, and I mean, I I already knew the backstory on it because like I've looked you up on YouTube and I've li I've listened to that song live and everything, so I, I already knew I already knew about that. But like when I listened to it, like my my, my mother's had cancer three times, and when you listen to that song. That could, that could be written about my mother, like, and the oh. fight that she's been on, and, you know, and, you know, she's won some races, but it's not the best thing about her, you know, it's like, that's what yeah. I love about about your music very often, that you can interpret your, your songs, your lyrics, 
into different ways. And I'm sure as an artist, that, that, that must be great for you. That's really nice to hear because I think that's one of the best and most interesting things that happens with a good song is that different people get something different out of it. And if you can reach uh, a lot of people with the same song, then you've done something uh, special, uh, you know. And uh, I, I remember some some things about this song. I, you know, Melody had a relationship with her mother that was really incredible and one of the most intense and meaningful relationships I had ever known. And yet I had never met her mother. Her mother died when she was 17, when she was in high school, when in those races. And it was such a powerful thing in her life that I, I asked her about it. And I, I said, what would, you know, tell me something about your mother, because I know you carry on her spirit, but tell me something about it. And she said, um, uh, what was it, kindness, passion, and there was a third thing in the, in the lyrics that I'm, I'm uh, spacing on right now. But And so that made it into the song, you know, that uh, um, uh, when the one was taken from you and you could not comprehend, you wrapped your spirit, she, you, you wrapped her spirit in you. And uh, anyway, I can't, I can't think of my own lyrics, but it, descri <laughs> it describes what Melody said to me about uh, her experience of her mother and how her mother has influenced her. And I, I love that about songwriting. When you can bring something real into it, you know, something authentic, that makes it meaningful and that makes it uh, important. Uh, and if it's meaningful to me, maybe I can convey that to other people, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like my favorite song years, I, I could listen to a lot is uh, when Buddha smiled at the elephant. It's just, you know, it just relaxes me. I, I love that. Um, you know, those two songs, I once, uh, uh, it was a kind of a joke. Remember when um, Colbert or one of the late night hosts, they had Billy Joel on and they had Bruce Springsteen on and they asked these people, like, what were their five uh, favorite songs of theirs? And, and it was so interesting. And since... Since my next uh, time on Colbert will be the 17th of never, um, <laughs> I, I just, I made up my own five. And the funny thing is both those songs are in it. Both those songs are in, in, it, in my five of my favorites. Well, just, well, then you can finish off the, the, the question then. So what is, what, are, what is your top five then? You, what are the other three tracks of yours that you love? Um, it was a while ago that I picked them, but I think one was Right Side of Zero. Okay. And one was Mr. Schwinn. Love that one. And the fifth one was um, Dreams of Life. Dreams of Life. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a lovely song as well. Oh, thank you. Thank it's a you. perfect opener for the, for the uh, last album that you released. So is there any plans for a new album? I'm just now starting to think about completing a group of songs and... Um, Thinking about making a new album, I, it's my it's, it's my dream to make an album with uh, Nashville producer Buddy Miller, and he doesn't know that yet, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a connection, and uh, I'd like to get some demos of these songs to him, and um, you know Billy Cro Billy Crockett from Blue Rock who produced my last two, and I'm very happy with those records, but I, I want to have it different experience this time so i'm thinking of buddy miller i'm also thinking of the local 
music. We have a lot of talent around Nederland. I don't know if you guys have heard, but it's not exactly in my genre, but in kind of the jam grass genre, the jam band uh, thing. There's a lot of uh, uh, artists, uh, bands like uh, String Cheese Incident and Elephant Revival and Yonder Mountain String Band, a lot of in between. These people actually were came, these these bands were born in Nederland, a little town, mountain town of 1,500 people here in, uh, here in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And so, um, so there's a lot of talent around here. So like maybe I would think about having it made around here. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Anyway, so yes, I am. I'm, I'm on the verge, man. It's coming. Excellent. That, that's, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, because obviously it's been quite a few years since your last album. So uh, I mean, that's exciting. Really exciting. Thank you. You still doing any touring? Why? Well, you, you still tour around? I, I have done some stuff. Um, I would say that I'm not focusing on it, but... I pick up the phone when people call. I just recently did a two and a half week trip to Alaska with wow. Ellis with Ellis Paul, kind of kind of opening and playing with him, and then doing my own shows for the last week, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And I'm making some plans here here and there, but haven't focused on it. When the new album comes out, I'll, I'll definitely be supporting the album with some shows. We'll be supporting the album too when it comes out. <laughs> All right. Just... Maybe I can come to Nova Scotia. That would be yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'd love it if you come here. That would be amazing. Like they, they love live music here. They absolutely love it. I mean, that would be great. If, to see you live would be fantastic. We'll bring bring one of my uh, fiddlers or something or something fun like that. And Definitely. And you know, a lot from like a lot of bars from when I was over there visiting and all that, they play a lot of folk style music and with the fiddles and all that. And man, the college kids eat that up. So it would be huge over there. Um, that sounds fun. Let's do it. But not <laughs> only are you a musician, but you're also in the blackjack hall of fame. <laughs> that is really cool, man. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I, I like that's my game of choice when I go to casinos. I mean, I'm, I'm not great at it. I mean, the most I ever won's like 500 bucks, and then lost it right away. I just came back. For, I've just spent uh, uh, almost four weeks doing that job, which is I, I like to say it's the only real job I've ever had. But <laughs> boy, it, it was hard. A lot of late nights and a lot of. Uh, you know, challenging uh, conditions, but uh, I'm so glad to be home to uh, home to Colorado now. You know, I, I actually I talked about my trip. I kind of lied about the first place I went just to make this story good, and because I can't tell you where I went. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the secret game. And if I told you, it wouldn't be the secret game anymore. But I said I said I went to Washington D.C., the capital of our country, and then I went to New York. Uh, which I actually did go to New York, uh, New York, the capital of the world. And then I came home to Nederland, Colorado, the capital of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, with with your history and all that, and you know when you when you were really big into the, you know, doing blackjack stuff and all that with Thor and and using Thor and all that, do you get like hounded at casinos when you go in nowadays, or? Well, first. 
how do you know about Thor? It's a great thing called Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I haven't, re- I haven't seen that lately. I haven't seen that page lately. But, you know, the answer to that, it, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, I, I couldn't play under my own name in any casino in the world. But uh, most casinos, you don't have to um, identify yourself. So I'm able to get into a casino here and there. And the, the thing is, there's just so many of them now. They can't really, they can't uh, police them all. You know, they can't keep track. So, so I get into a casino and I actually don't play that much anymore. Very little. So they, they really haven't, they meaning, you know, the uh, surveillance uh, masters um, around the world have just not seen much of me in, in, in many years. Because most of the games I, I do end up playing at, uh, and it's very rare, really, maybe once a year recently. Um, but I get in and get out before they knew, know who I am. You know, and that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> the book, the book that your mom originally bought you, beat the dealer, right? Uh, you think it would still hold up to in today, or it, it's a classic? And I'll tell you, um, uh, you know, she bought me that book when I was sixteen. You, you apparently know the story. She thought it was a book about games, and I liked games, and I ended up taking that book and uh, uh, reading it, and going off to Las Vegas when I was nineteen and becoming a professional blackjack player and then when i was finally inducted into the blackjack hall of fame the i was there with uh, about 20 other people one of whom was the guy who wrote that book ed thorpe and ed thorpe is yeah ed Ed thorpe is uh he's still alive he's still kicking and he's still doing amazing things on the stock market and he just wrote uh he just wrote a, a book ed thorpe uh maybe four or five years ago and uh He's a hero to all of us who play professionally. We have a yearly dinner that we do. We call it the uh, Blackjack Ball. And, you know, it's just a hundred old guys, you know, patting ourselves on the back, you know, and <laughs> congratulating ourselves. That's not exactly. We have some young guys, too. But, <laughs> but, but it's a fun thing we do every year. And we always love it uh, when Ed comes because uh, he brings a certain uh, – you know, gravitas to uh, to the gathering. And the first time he came uh, and was introduced, people stood. And, you know, this is a very it's a very low key group. You know, but people stood up and applauded for a long time. And you know, there were millionaires and billionaires in that room wow. who all who all owed. Uh, their lives, their livelihood, rather, I won't say their lives, but their, their livelihoods to this guy, Ed Thorpe, because he wrote the first book, you know, really the first book that, that was popular and came out and said, you know, Blackjack is not a, a series of independent trials. Blackjack is a game that you can actually uh, play well and have an edge on. And, uh, you know, we all, most of us, in that room were young men in their teens who uh, just found that uh, devastatingly interesting <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and either went off to Las Vegas or started practicing counting cards. And um, so 
it was a it's a classic book. It's not the book you would get today if you wanted to know how to do it because the game was different in those days. And they ended up, you know, it, it was so important, but they ended up coming up with simpler, more powerful systems for counting cards. So what book would you recommend nowadays if, if somebody was to go buy a book on it? There's only, to... there's only one book, I think. And that's not exactly true. I like... I like books by Arnold Snyder, and um, there are some other there are some other good books. But the book, um, the one book uh, that I would recommend is a book by James Grossjean, Beyond Counting. Beyond Counting, and that was by Grossjean. <laughs> I'm writing this down. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, good, no, good luck finding it. He only well, printed 400 of them. Oh, and, and he sold them for 250 dollars. And he did a background check on everybody that um, wanted to buy one to try to wow. keep them out of the hands of casinos. Now, ultimately, you know, if you got 400 books, you're not going to totally keep them out of the hand of casinos. But he did a pretty good job of it. And that book, when it was published, when it was written, it had more than all the previous books put together. It had more in it than all the previous books put together. Wow. And he's also a great writer, and it's fun. He's a funny and interesting writer, and so it's fun to read in that way. And there's a lot of charts. And another fun thing about that book is that there's nothing in there that is hypothetical. Everything in there is about something he saw in a casino. Wow. And it's thick. It's very thick. So don't ask him, don't ask him to scan each page for you, Scott. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, like when I walk through a casino, that's the one place that I gravitate to is the blackjack, you know, table. I mean, it's the oh. only game I like playing, you know, and it's just I get like a gut feeling whether to hit or stay. And I'm not always right, but I, I, I've done good with my gut feeling. So I just want to Don't play know, too much. No, <laughs> got an like Kenny Rogers says, you gotta know when to walk away. You know, I just <laughs> <laughs> so. But uh, no, man, it, your whole life is like a movie. Honestly, I meant from the time you were sixteen up till now, with the g gambling, with the the traveling the world, you know, and uh, and then all the way to uh, marching across the state for nuclear disarmament, and and then Russia the following year. I meant an absolute amazing life. Uh, it's a, the curse of an interesting life. <laughs> would you ever consider writing like an autobiography? I, I definitely would. And Paul Zolo, my co-writer on many songs and great friend, uh, and I have talked about uh, uh, writing something. He's co-written a book with uh, Dave, uh, what's his name from uh, the Arrhythmics? Dave oh, Stewart. Yeah. Dave Stewart? Is that right? Anyway. The guy, the guy in the Eurythmics, the guy next to Annie Lennox. He's oh, yeah, I know Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's written a book with, he wrote a book with Tom Petty. Um, he, he was with him the week before he died. And apparently there's a second book uh, from their conversations. They had extensive conversations and that's coming out. You know, I'm not, wow. I'm certainly not at those guys level of uh, notoriety um, as a musician, but you know, uh, 
I've had an interesting life, so he thinks maybe there's a story to tell there, and we've dabbled in that and tried to, uh, uh, and I think it will work further on that. We'll see. We'll see how it comes. And you know, there was a uh, there was a screenplay. It was written by an actual screenwriter, and it was actually passed around among real directors in Hollywood. And at the time, I was the deal. I was told. I mean, I I don't run in those. Uh, circles but i was told that there would only be one movie about blackjack and people a lot of directors really liked my script but in the end the movie uh, 21 was made ah yeah and i'm not bitter i want you to know i'm not, <laughs> I'm not, bitter. I'm not bitter yeah yeah I, I had your music playing the other day and my wife was walking down the hall and she's like, is this something new from James Taylor? Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, this is Daryl Purpose. you got to listen to him. So, like, we just sat down and really enjoyed your music. Oh, that's sweet. Thank you so much. You know, I've told James Taylor to his face that I don't mind how much he sounds like me. <laughs> I, I meant just, just having, like, in Wikipedia online, it says, you got the voice of James Taylor, the brains of Bob Dylan, and the soul of Willie Nelson. That's incredible, you know, just to, just yeah. to put those three all in one. Yeah, a guy said that. I was, I don't know, I don't know how to respond to that exactly. <laughs> so who are your insp- inspirations musically? Well, there's a lot of um, below-the-radar kind of ins- uh, people that I follow and I actually signed up for a, a, a songwriting workshop this coming weekend with two of my all-time, two of the best songwriters I have ever met. And I thought, you know, this would be one way to learn how to write a song. You know, if I haven't gotten there, maybe I could get there if I go study with these people. It's Eliza Gilkison and uh, Mary Gaucher. So I'm going to go hang out for a weekend with those guys and try to learn how to write a song. I, I've been listening to Josh Ritter a lot lately and um the weepies do you guys recognize those names at all no but i'm googling as as well Uh as you mentioned on that yeah yeah Yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't but um maybe uh in the realm of people you might know i'll say sean colvin and bruce coburn oh yeah 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 he's those are those are two of my my absolute all-time favorites and i'm sure i'm missing some and influences and of course you know the big ones that uh you know when i was younger um paul simon perhaps is the biggest influence of all Um, yeah and i I hear i hear paul's influence in your music certain tracks um, oh nice nice um he, he uh you know paul zolo and him are pretty good friends and they they've spent a lot of time talking about songwriting. My co-writer, so Paul Zolo and I both are heavily influenced by Paul Simon. So some of those songs on the Still the Birds album, I, I don't know how they couldn't, you know, uh, they couldn't exude a little Paul Simon because yeah. we're both we're both uh, weaned on that. Weaned on Paul Simon. So an- another song that I like of yours is um, the Fourth Chair. But I don't know what that one's about. Can you can you shed a little light on that one? Sure. I was having dinner with my friend Ellis Paul, another uh, mentor of mine and uh, great songwriter. We were in Maine back in uh, uh, um, I don't know how many years ago that was. You know, 
it was maybe about the turn of the century, I think. <laughs> and um, we were at a, a house he had just bat, bought in his uh, hometown. And he was, mar- he was married and his wife was there. And she cooked a meal and the three of us sat down to dinner and he, he made a toast. You know, he, he said, this is how I see my life, my beautiful wife, this lovely meal, my good friend. And um, I, I said, uh, you know, cheers. And uh, in my perfect world, maybe some, someday there will be somebody in the fourth chair. And, and the next day, I was passing through Boston, and I sat down with my friend uh, Kathleen Brophy, and we wrote the song. I got goosebumps on the uh, the part where you say um, you took one last cold stare at the chair. I got uh, goosebumps on that, that it, because, like I say, like you know, you, you're imagining exactly what's going on. Like, didn't know the backstory, so you, you kind of make the story up in your head. And mm. uh, yeah, I got goosebumps, man. I mean, that's a beautiful song. Thank you so much. I appreciate I appreciate that, and I, it's nice to hear about that line specifically because. I had uh, recorded that, I think, on a live record before. But for next time around, Billy Crockett had suggested a new line at the end there. And, and um, I came up with that line. So it's nice to hear that that worked for you. It's all in the pause as well, because you leave like a two or three second pause. And that oh. says it all. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Uh and it was a real, you know, it's a real thing. It was a real thing that happened, and um, I think those make those stories make the best songs. Do you uh, do you still work on the second string project? Yeah, we still do that. Um, it, it's it's not something we work a lot at, but um, we uh, we've we've given over thirty thousand sets, I think, at this point of used strings to people in third world countries and other people that can use them. And it's been a fun thing. I mean, we it was just me and my friend, Kevin Dean, uh, who uh, just loves to help and is a great guy and, and has in the past traveled overseas to third world countries and he worked for a hospital. You know, he was a computer programmer, but he worked for a hospital and he would always take uh, used medical equipment and eyeglasses and that kind of thing. And I was, I, I saw how many of my singer songwriter, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, took their strings off after every show, put new strings on for the next show and just threw them away. And I thought, well, why don't we try to collect these? And so we just called it the second strings project and gave people an address and now, these days we're trying to stay out, uh, we're trying to keep ourselves out and just connect donators with uh, people that can use them. And we are bottlenecked uh, at the idea of people who travel overseas. We'd love to have people that travel uh, take a box or two and we can ship people those boxes. And it's it's very, both Kevin and I, it's mostly been Kevin, but both him and I have taken boxes overseas, and it's very easy to find people that really want them, uh, really, really can use these strings. It's, I traveled, I remember, to El Salvador and was hanging out with the rebels there in the 80s, and um, I saw how they did amazing things with very little resources to make music and have music in their life. I saw this uh, 
guitar where they had a pencil and it carved grooves in it to, you know, where the, that the strings went through. And that was the nut of the guitar. And, and it was amazing, you know, how, how people uh, make music happen in their lives. I mean, we're so, I am so fortunate. I'm so blessed, you know, to uh, have a lot of resources and have really nice guitars. But there's a lot of people around the world that don't necessarily have that. And, uh, you know, they could use a little... Everybody could, they could use a little help. And of course, it's not something that you'd even think about normally, like guitar string. Like, I, I, for like the last like 12 months or so, I've been learning to play guitar really slow, but I've been learning and I've changed the strings once because it was a mm -hmm. second hand guitar anyway. And I just took them off and threw them away. And I was quite proud of myself for being able to fit the new strings on them. I had to watch YouTube to figure out how to do it. But I just threw them in the garbage, you know. But they were really, they were perfectly good, good strings that somebody could have made use of, really. You just don't think of it. Right, right. And it's tough, you know, it's tough. I would say this, though, you know, uh, people hear this and they put one set of strings in an envelope and mail them. And I love the idea of that and the intention of that. But that's, you know, you, you really want to collect a few and then send them in and then it makes sense, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you have 10 sets or five or 10 sets and and you send them, send them to us, you know, we'll make sure they get into somebody's hands. So uh, th th this is a question I've, I've wondered since reading up on you and everything and seeing how wonderful your life has been. Would you change anything about your life or are you, are you satisfied with how everything's gone thus far? You know, I'm not a guy who um, has a lot of regret or looks back much. You know, I, I, I forget I forget the bad things, and that makes for a really good life. <laughs> you know, I I forget about I forget about the bad things. I move forward. My glass is always half full, and that's you know. So if I mean, if you uh, if you pin me down on a couple of details, like I know I've told my daughter, I wish I had gone to college. I never went to college. I went right from high school to blackjack. <laughs> you know, and. <laughs> And if you really pinned me down on it, would you do that again? And I would say, looking back in hindsight, you know, with, with the, the benefit of hindsight, no, I would have gone to college. <laughs> but, I'm not, but I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy who regrets that or spends any time or energy regretting that. You know, I, I, I feel like life is, is now. <laughs> life is what's happening right now. And it's, right. pretty, it's pretty good, you know, it's pretty, pretty great. Now, before we wrap it up here, I got one last question for you. Okay. And, and it's kind of off, to, off subject a little bit. But, uh, a little bit. <laughs> I, ask, I ask our guests, but what would be the, what is the perfect pizza? <laughs> I, I gotta know because like everybody's got different taste you know get gavin likes barbecue uh with chicken and sweet corn on his pizza you know this is a lot like this is a lot like the bulletproof podcast you know which i've listened to lately and they that he has a he has a, something he does with all his guests at the end you know he says now I've got the three questions for you that i ask everybody and it's um or the, not, not the one question that i ask everybody if, if, if people wanted to make something good of their lives, what three things would you tell them to improve their lives and to live a good life? So this question about pizza is a lot like that. 
Everybody eats it, so I was just. <laughs> but I, you know what? I, you know what I'll say, just to be di- just to be different. I, you know, you guys don't know me, but since November fifteenth, I've been doing a keto diet. I don't know if you know what that means, but I not only don't eat any gluten, I don't eat any grains. Wow, that's got to be and, hard. And I have not been. I've not had a cold. I've not so much as sneezed since November fifteenth of last year. I'm so healthy. It's just absurd you know i went i went from you know being kind of a normal guy to thinking i'm just uh you know i'm i'm superman and um so so my answer is going to be the perfect pizza is no pizza at all wow that's we've never had that one before (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's that's good although i kind of am not i don't know i i hope i hope it's not a bummer that i didn't go along with the spirit of the question i appreciate the spirit of the question no, you know, we like honest answers, and that's honest. So, but, yeah, we're going to wrap it up now. But, man, we really appreciate all the time you gave us today. Uh, we appreciate the music that you, you put out. I had a great time talking to you guys, and I appreciate your interest. And um, we should tell people to come by Facebook and see my Sunday songs. Um, oh. I, do a, I do a live song every Sunday. You know wow. what? Okay. Speaking of that, where can people our listeners find you you know other than facebook look up daryl purpose uh or where else can they find you i'm kind of every, every i got DarylPurpose.com. facebook is the thing i'm on most and then instagram i'm on maybe the second most I, i've got a twitter account that i uh pay attention to once in a while so and it's all under my name uh you know, if you if you spell it correctly, <laughs> you, you will find me. It's purpose, just like the word. So there's that. Great, and so, honestly, look up Daryl because he's amazing. I got one last question for you, and yes. feel free to say no if you want to say no. But we, when we have musical acts on, we normally ask if we can in the edit, not now, but in the edits, like play out the episode with one of their tracks. Could Absolutely. we do that with one of yours? Absolutely. Do, okay, do so. Too. Can you can you recommend what would you recommend playing out the episode with? Oh gosh, maybe one a song we've talked about. Maybe maybe Race the Wind or Fourth Chair or something like that. Let's do it. Let's go to Race the Wind. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Daryl, thank you so much. I mean, honestly, I've been like a little kid waiting to talk to you because it's I mean, I'm just such a big fan of yours. I can't wait to hear what you come out with next. And I'll be listening every Sunday to the uh, the live track. Thank you guys. Take care. Be well. Hi, this is John Chalice here, uh, probably better known as uh, Boy Singing from Only Fools and Horses. And I want uh, I want you to listen to the Majors Mess Hall podcast. Right, we're back now, and not only have we got Craig, but we've also got Cove Boy, also known as Bertie, filling in for Scott. How you doing, mate? Doing great, man. Scott's let us down. Yeah, I could see by the by the group chat that we only have you and Craig here tonight. Yeah, he's uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on, uh, but we're just going to carry on without him for now. And uh, yeah, just, so what have you been up cool. to? What have you been doing? I've been keeping busy, my brother, with uh, with uh, fiddling, supporting other people on Facebook, you know, and Twitter, buddy, and helping other people get some likes and support, you know, some subscribers, followers, buddy. Yeah. So, I heard it through the grapevine. That you're getting married, aren't you? 
Yeah, I was thinking about getting married, but I decided to hold it off for a couple of years, man. You know, I decided, you know, what's the rush, what's the hurry, you know? Bloody hell, it's cold off again. Uh, because she got kind of crazy there a while back, brother. She got kind of upset with her step-parents or something, and they, they, you know, she's been putting our relationship in a little bit of a jeopardy. Fucking thing. hell. But she, she's, uh, she, I called her yesterday, actually, three times, and she actually just hung up on me. Three times when I called, she wouldn't, she just picked up the phone and hung up. Why is she hanging up on you? I have no idea, man. That's what I like to know. I've been crying all day about it, buddy. Listening to the uh, funeral hymns and church hymns, buddy, has been rough for me. Um, I've been crying all day. Bloody hell, it sounds fucking depressing, that. Yeah, it is, man. It hurts. So, because originally you set it for, um, you'd set the wedding for 10 years from now, hadn't you? You were going to get married in 10 years' time. And then you. Uh, then she, you... Want, she wanted to get married uh, next year, but I told her, I'm like, why should I get married if all you're going to do is treat me like this and treat my family and your family like this? We can't do that. You know, that's not the way I look at it. No, but I mean, originally you'd, you'd said, hadn't you, that you were going to try and get married for uh, 2028, 20, I think you said. 10 years. 2029, 20, yeah. 2029. 2029, 20, so that's 11 years then, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you don't, yeah. don't want to rush it. So, yeah, 11 years, yeah. And then you decided to move it forward slightly to. Uh, to next year <clears throat> well that was her her kind of a call too she kind of wanted to do the same thing and i'm like yeah if you're if you're willing to you know stay calm and love me for who i am then yeah why not but then she started getting pissed off about different things you know issues and problems with her family and mine and she thinks that i'm cheating on her with family which i'm not she thinks you're cheating on her with members of your own family Yeah, because they put their arms around me at my cousin's wedding and she, she kind of went off and slapped me in the face, you know, that night. And I'm like, I never done nothing wrong. It wasn't nothing to do with me. Why would you go off with you? To, man. Why would you go off with your own cousin? Yeah, true, man. I'm not like that, man. We're, that's not the way it works, man. You know, that's not me. Keep it in the family? Yeah, man. I'm just saying goodbye to my family who was going to Ontario, man. They were going back. What was I supposed to do? Turn my back on them? No. Craig, would you date your cousin? No. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I, haven't well. cousins, I haven't seen your cousins in years, so... No, you missed the bloody point again, haven't you? I'm not asking that. I'm just saying, would you date your own cousin if it was a girl? If, if you... I'll tell you what, here's a good one for you. If, what would you do right now if you found out that Leanne, who you've been with for over two years, was date was your cousin? What would you, what would you do if you just, for some weird reason, you didn't know she turned out to be your mother's sister's kid? <laughs> Uh, I'll probably no, be shocked. Right, okay, like, moving on, okay. So we're going to have a little chat in a minute about singer-songwriters because I figured we'd do a top three singer-songwriters. We'll do, yeah. that in a se- we'll do that in a second. Bertie, I'm going to get you to join in as well, mate, so have a little think of your three singer-songwriters and you can join in with us. Um, but first of all, thinking of songs, has anyone heard that stupid song, Baby Shark? You have to change no, it. I have not. You haven't heard it. You've heard it, Craig, have you? I don't know what it, what it sounds like. I'll play it for you. Hold on. It's absolutely shite. Like, it's shite. It's one of those. Somebody's written it, right? And and they're making millions off it because it's gone like. You must have seen videos people dancing by the side of their car while it's moving. <laughs> uh, 
No, fucking hell, where have you been living, mate? In that fucking tall grass well, in your I've garden? Dancing by their car when the car was moving. I seen that, but I didn't hear the song. All right, I'll play it for you now. Hold on. Like I give a shite. So it just goes on like that. It's shit. No, it's not. I don't know if it's on the radio, but it's obviously making a lot of money because it's just it's all over the place and it's terrible. And it annoys me because like what's the effort gone into that? All the lyrics are just baby shark baby shark, mama shark, daddy shark. Grandma Shark, Grandpa Shark, and then it's something like Let's Hunt or something, and it's the same tune. Like it's stupid. You could take you could take any phrase and throw it into that beat, and there you've got a hit. You know what I mean? Like for instance, Craig. Hang on, Craig. You've got it. Um, you know, it's on your T-shirt. You've got your own uh, slogan, haven't you? Your own uh, catchphrase, which obviously is uh, "Can't be asked," which can't be asked. So you could literally throw that into the beat, couldn't you? And it would work just the same. I'll show you now. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked to do 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 do. Can't be asked. Fucking shit do 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 do. Fucking shit do 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 do. Fucking shit do 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 do. Fucking shit. Know what I mean? You could literally throw anything into the beat. <laughs> Great job, Gavin! Great job, man! That should be the top seller. Alright, calm down. That's the top seller and the top hit there, Gavin. You just nailed it, brother. Alright, calm Way down. <laughs> I know, it's stupid though, isn't it? You know, like, <laughs> even Scott's got a catchphrase now that everyone keeps saying he says, because he says, uh, and all that a lot. So you'll go like, and yeah. all that. Hey, Gavin, I think we should keep that uh, song that you just sang on the podcast, buddy. That would be good for the podcast. Well, there's Scott's version. And all that do 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 do. And all that do 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 do. And all that do 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 do. And all that. And all that do 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 do. And all that do 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 do. And all that do 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 do. And all that. I'm Scott Powers do 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 do. I'm Scott Powers do 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 do. I'm Scott Powers do 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 do. I'm Scott Powers. Craig, before you said fence length grass, didn't you? You can throw that in there as well. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass do 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 do. Fence length grass. Mow your lawn, do 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 do. Mow your lawn, do 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 do. Mow your lawn, do 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 do. You lazy cons. Yeah, what the hell, man? It's like an old car engine. Right. Anyway, let's bang. Let's let's bang out these singer songwriters quickly now. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save mine for when I talk to Scott. But I'm going to let you guys, because to be fair, I think my top three are probably wasted on you two. No offence. So I think I'll save it, and you two can give me yours. So 
Uh, let's start off with you, Craig. Top three singer-songwriters of all time. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, because his song and wrote all the Beatles songs. There you go. Oh, for fucking hell, mate. That's like a pure cheat. You can't pick anyone that's not in the band. I know, yeah. I can't argue with you, because again, you are right. They are amazing. I didn't put them on my list because I thought they were a bit obvious. But you've just gone fucking straight for it. <coughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, they do, like, especially, you know, even George Harrison's wrote some lovely songs. Yeah. You know, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, amazing. And then Lennon and McCartney, I mean, you know, just just amazing. What about Ringo? I don't know, what's about Ringo? The songs he's wrote, like, on his own or anything. What's your favourite Beatles song? Um... <laughs> Probably, I don't know why, but I always like to dance to or sing to as uh, the Yellow Submarine. Exactly, mate. And he fucking sings that one. So how can you say you don't know nothing about him? That's Ringo, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I just said. Hey, one song then. Fucking shambles. Uh, Bertie, what's your top three, mate? Singer-songwriters of all time. I'll pick a different tree. I'll go with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, Charlie Major and Alan Jackson, man. Fucking hell, shambles. Major's Mess Hall. This is Jim Leahy. Really, come over here. We're talking to Major's Mess Hall. And they're sort of... Bring off, Major's Mess Hall. No, no, Bring off. I want to go for a cheeseburger. Randy, just... Piss yourself, bud. Randy, come back. Randy, fuck off and give me a drink, buddy. You're listening to the Major's Mess Hall podcast. Uh, okay, right, yeah, so that was excellent. You know what I mean? Craig, bit of a letdown. Uh, Bertie, no clue. Charlie Mansford is, or whatever you said, but... Charlie Major, Major. Charlie Major, yeah. Um, Anyway, fantastic. Moving on very quickly. I've been sent in uh, a chocolate bar here, which I've been told to taste test. And this is called from... Why are you on YouTube, Gavin? We want to see some YouTube video of that, man. Come on. All right, well, I've been told to do it on the podcast, so I'm going to do that now. So the chocolate bar is... um, It's from Andy Richmond from Little Rock, Arkansas. And he's, he's literally just le- left instructions. He's one of our listeners, and he we talked to him uh, over on uh, Instagram, and he's left instructions that we are to taste test it on the podcast, so you can hear me taste it. It is a Kit Kat, but it's green tea flavor Kit Kat. Now I think you can get these here in Canada, but I'm going to give it a go anyway and see. So first of all, to look at it, it looks like it's gone stale because it's green. So it's not, it's not your typical brown chocolate. I don't even know if it is chocolate. It just says green tea. Oh, it smells like the bottom of my nan's purse. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This, this honestly, this smells ropey, man. I'm gonna, I'll try it anyway, and we'll see. Move it. Okay, hold on. Right. First of all, the first thing that comes through is cat piss. <laughs> and then once that settles it tastes like tea so my conclusion is I'd rather own a cat with a litter box and drink a cup of tea than eat this chocolate bar having said that thank you very much for sending it in did you just fart Craig? yeah Jesus Christ man <laughs> Roseanne <laughs> thanks Craig Right, so I've fucking lost my train of thought now because you just shit. 
<laughs> so, fucking hell. <laughs> so yes. So green flavor Kit Kat. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a miss because it's not the greatest, and uh, I've got a fucking aftertaste in my mouth now. So we're gonna go through to a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Ricky from the Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You're listening to Majors Mess Hall. Okay, well, welcome back. We've gotten rid of Craig and we've gotten rid of Bertie and we've exchanged those two for Mr. Scott Powers. Hey, guys, what's going on, man? Sorry uh, I missed in with uh, Cove and, uh, and Craig. You should be. Letting us down. <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh, it's my, it was my fault anyway. But how about that interview? It was great. I mean, you know, Daryl is a, an amazing songwriter, and uh, I honestly can't stress enough how much I want you all to go and listen to his music. We are going to finish this episode with one of his songs, but I want you to go and check out. There's two albums in particular that I want you to check out. His latest album is called Still the Birds. And the album, which is my favourite, um, that I want you to definitely check out, is called Next Time Around. And the song we're playing later on is from that album. So, But one, one thing we did do while you weren't here was we discussed um, top three. We did a top three, me and Craig and Bertie, and we did our top three singer-songwriters. <laughs> so if you've got your top three, bang them out now. All right, so number three, I got to go with James Brown. I mean, big name legend he was an amazing uh singer songwriter performer you know and i just enjoyed his stuff number two country legend hank williams jr seen him in concert like a lot of times and he never let me down i, I love his music it's probably one of the only country singers that i enjoy a lot and my number one Elvis Presley. I mean, I liked him since I was a little kid and got all of his movies and, like, band autographs, and I never got to see him as he died when I was four, or did he? And that's <laughs> the, that's the real question. <laughs> so, but that's, that's my top three, man. That bang, that's, that's... That's awesome. No, that's a great, that's, a, I mean, an amazing top three. And, uh... I haven't got any of those on my list, which is good because it makes it more interesting. But uh, my, I, I would say my, I, I don't even know how to put this into an order, so I'm just going to read them off a list that I've written down. So I don't, I don't believe you could list top songwriters without including Leonard Cohen on there, because awesome. the, the, the guy just like I mean, he's a poet, you know. I mean, he's written poetry and his songs are, are just amazing, so deep, meaningful. Like, you can get lost in the lyrics of his songs. You really can. So, I mean, Leonard, definitely up there. You know, uh, rest in peace, obviously. But um, just amazing. And then uh, th this one's a little bit more, uh, you know, a lot of people consider this a cheesy choice. But uh, Richard Marks, who some of you may not know who Richard Marks is, but he writes some of the most beautiful ballads that you've heard. And you would know a lot of them because he's written for, you know, people like, uh, you know, Celine Dion, for instance, and... Uh, a lot of the other big names out there, but um, the reason why I like Richard Marks so much is because the, our wedding song is a Richard Marks song. It's called Falling, and it's a really nice ballad about um, not realising that you fall in love with someone when you are, 
and then how are you going to broach the subject and tell them that you've fallen in love with them and it's just beautiful so again check that song out if you if you can i recorded the live version of it um and i sang it live during our wedding dance our first dance which was really nice so that song in particular is very special um because of the lyrics and uh, he just his songs are just amazing he wrote a song once about his dad who passed away years ago called through my veins and uh you know, he tells a story of like, you know, he's, he's looking in a, a shop window and he sees his, his reflection and he thinks it's his dad, but obviously he realises it's him. Um, so, yeah, definitely Richard Marks. The, the song people would know by him is called Right Here Waiting. So that's like the famous 80s track that he had. But he still today writes songs. He writes for uh, Keith Urban all the time. Um, some of Keith Urban's biggest hits were written by Richard Marks. He wrote um, Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross. And I'd say that, um, again, you couldn't have a list of songwriters, the best songwriters, without having Tom Waits on there as well. And, again, writes for really massive artists, uh, you know, Rod Stewart to name but one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've got one of his albums there. I play it constantly all the time. It's just amazing. There's one track he did on an album once, and it's called, um, oh, God, I can't even think of the actual name of it now, but it's spoken word, so he's not actually singing. And it's not, it's like, it's like a an accumulation of noises that come together to make the song. And it's called What's He Building? That's what it's called. And it's about, like, living next door to a guy that's making a lot of noise, that's building something. And he just keeps saying, like, what's he building in there? And he's, like, telling this really weird, creepy story about what he thinks the guy's building in there. It's really weird, man. Check it out. And he, he wrote another one called The Piano Has Been Drinking. And then, the um, piano and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and of course he's playing it like he's drunk I imagine he probably was and uh, he's hitting fucking wrong notes and stuff while he's playing it but it all it's just it's amazing it's such a good song um, yeah you know I mean he's written songs date back to like the you know the late 60s early 70s if you've never heard of him check man, them out man honestly you're, you're three I think I'd put them in my top ten list yeah you know I, I meant Richard you know, if I ever got to talk, to, if we ever got to talk to somebody like him, I would ask him like, "What's the better gratification, getting a number one hit singing it yourself, or someone else getting a number one from the song you're, that you made?" Yeah, you, you know, I mean, that's amazing. Fourteen you number know. one singles he's had. Fourteen, which is wow. not, not like just you know ones that he's written. So there's really not that much else for us to chat about now. We've basically covered everything. So I guess we'll just now, we'll just give out some details. So, Okay, so let's start with uh, June 29th. Big Toronto meetup with with our listeners, and I think it's going to be awesome. And uh, we're going to get more details in the, in the next couple months just so everybody can plan it on their schedule. And then, as I always say... We made our debut on uh, 765 Live this past weekend. I listened to it, so I know we were there. And uh, the guy who runs it, his name is Friday Austin, and he said we're doing great there. And that's on Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then we're also, if you flip to another app called Jokes and Jams Radio, 8 o'clock Eastern, we are doing great there, too. So... Man, thanks for all you guys that are listening to this. If you're listening, we appreciate it. So, And send us some emails as well. You can email us if you go to um, podcast at majorsmesshall.com. 
or you can go to our website majorsvessel.com and there's a contact thing there where you can leave us a note that goes straight to our email as well so just send us a, send us a message tell us where you're listening from tell us what you think tell you know even if you think we're shit just tell us also at the majorsmesshall.com there is a link there that you can check out our merchandise we do have shirts and hoodies and the fall weather's coming pretty soon, man. So a nice hoodie would be great. Yep. And uh, for the people that have bought our merchandise, we really appreciate it. And we don't get any money for this, so don't think that we're being like greedy and all that. And, no. Y- you know, so we really appreciate it. And I think the prices are pretty fair. <laughs> and you can also, if you go to, obviously, you know, you can get us on Twitter if you go to at Messall Podcast. Sorry, yeah, at Mess All Podcast is our Twitter handle, yeah, that's it. And and that's the same on Instagram as well. You'll get us on the same, at Mess All Podcast on Instagram. Go over to Facebook, type in Majors Mess Hall, and you'll find we've got a page on there too. And while we're on the subject of Facebook, I've had a few listeners tell me that they've sent me friend requests over there. I really don't use Facebook all that often. I mainly use it just to keep in touch with my brother and my parents uh, who post pictures of my niece and nephews. But uh, the best place to get hold of me is Twitter, which my handle on there is... Um, Gavin Thomas 2015 and as far as Facebook goes you, you can get us on our page there as well so just Majors Mess Hall and while we're on the subject as well Craig also does not use Facebook very much so if you've sent Craig friend requests don't expect them to accept them because he really doesn't go on there very much so honestly Twitter's the best place to get hold of me and Craig I, I mean Craig just accepted me on Facebook after what five years so exactly <laughs> so yeah I, I know he don't go on there I go on there just, well, mainly the only thing I had my Facebook page for was for, like, wrestling gigs and all that. So now that I don't wrestle no more, I go on there to post a couple things, but you know, I go on the Mess Hall Facebook page more than anything. Yeah. See, I hate Facebook. I, I just don't like it. And, like, because I live in Canada and my friends and family are in the UK, I can't just get rid of it for that reason. And like, want to see pictures of my niece and nephews. So that's the best way to do it is to, you know, you know, I'll go on and I'll see what, what I've been tagged in basically by my brother. So that's all I use it for. So if you want to get hold of me, use Twitter. But anyway, on that note, we're going to go now and we're going to leave you with one of my favorites. I'm going to say one of, this is my favorite Daryl Purpose song. Daryl gave us permission to play it, uh, so thanks again to Daryl. But this is uh, an amazing song from his album, Next Time Around, and it's called Race the Wind. We'll see you on episode 79. See ya. Put your 
best foot forward You take the higher ground We need to show the world has a pain And all the challengers have faded Time fills your heart from the start With love and no regrets You race the Taken from you, you could not comprehend. So you wrapped her spirit in you, and it's guided you since then. With passion, curiosity. Now for the both of you, this is my wish Time fills your hearts from the start With love and no regret May you race the Best thing 